Entrepreneur on Fire 605. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Where do I go to learn creative software and business skills? Lynda.com. Get access to over 2,000 video courses free for seven days at lynda.com slash EOF. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. Evoice has an all-in-one system that works for you, not against you. Set up your 30-day free trial, plus get $5 off every month forever by going to evoice.com, entering the promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Michael Epps Utley. Michael, are you prepared to ignite... Yes, John. Let's rock. All right. Michael is the president of Epps Interactive, an online marketing company with dozens of clients across the U.S. Michael left a career in publishing to start his own company. Today, we're going to hear what it was like to start a rapid growth company in the middle of the Great Recession. Michael, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. John, thanks for having me on. It's a, a, a big thrill to be on your show. I've listened to tons of your episodes and I've been a fan for, for a couple of years. Awesome. So, yeah, so thanks for having me on. Uh, we're an online marketing agency. I, and I think uh, we do what a lot of other uh, companies do. We have in, some innovative ways that we've uh, structured ourselves that we'll get into, I'm sure. But we uh, serve companies across the U.S. We're, we're pretty small, we're four full time team members. And about 30 regular contractors, and that's a big part of our success. Uh, we're headquartered on Main Street in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we're in, uh, as you mentioned, year three of a very strong growth track. Um, no, no promises here, but right now we're tracking to hit a million in sales by oh. the end of the year. And it would be uh, our first time ever. So uh, pretty excited to be uh, this young and to be uh, tracking along as well as we are in our sales and uh, in, enjoying this uh, this run of growth. So uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun right now. Well, congratulations, Michael. And what the heck is in the water over there in Nashville, Tennessee? Because you guys are just such entrepreneurs. I mean, that city I hear nothing but great things about. Can you shed some enlightenment on Fire Nation? Yeah, yeah. Having I, I just spent four years in Maryland uh, and then moved back to Tennessee where I grew up to, to sort of uh, launch this new phase of the company. And uh, really, it, it's interesting. In the Southeast, we have a, a really strong work ethic. But uh, because historically, companies have not had a lot of the resources uh, or even uh, government support and, and opportunities like in the, the Northeast Quadrant with federal investment. So people have to be really innovative here to build new small businesses. Uh, so I think I think that is part of the culture down here, and I think we're just seeing it now with a lot of the uh, automobile manufacturing moving to the southeast. There's there's just a lot going on down here, and it's not just Atlanta; uh, it's uh, it's really across the southeast. And uh, Nashville was just named the number one job producer in the southeast uh, in the last uh, year, and so yeah, we're we're excited to be a part of that growth. Well, Michael, we're going to really dive into that growth, into your growth as we go forward here in the Entrepreneur on Fire interview. But being a listener of over 300 episodes, my friend, you know what's coming next. It's the success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling, Michael. (laughs) So take it away. 
Well, I'll tell you, I just heard this, this quote the other day, but man, it really represents how I've thought about building this business. And here's the quote, being poor will save us a lot of money. <laughs> what that really means, it, it's sort of ironic, but it means that when you don't have uh, all the funds available to make uh, maybe the decision that you, you think you would if, if funds were unlimited, you're really pushed to be creative and find a new way to do stuff. And that's really how we've gotten a lot of cost out of the process of delivering good online marketing services. We've found innovative ways to network people and build teams, uh, some who are uh, among people who are in uh, the company as full-time employees and people who, even uh, even friends of ours, people who are right here in our own community. Uh, we do a little bit of outsourcing internationally, but most of our team is in the neighborhood of East Nashville, in Nashville, Tennessee. And really not having the money to... Uh, to, to spend, to do a lot of travel and to really waste a lot of money early on has built us into what we are. And we're reaping the benefits of that now. So being poor has really saved us a lot of money as a company. That's a huge quote. And you hear it time and time again with people that, you know, the founders of Y Combinator and Techstars, they're always saying, you know, come on in here and really start to, you know, start by bootstrapping. Don't just start by trying to pull in all this venture capital, trying to get injected by money. Because, hey, if you get funded with $5 million, guess what? You're probably going to find a way to spend $5 million. And then guess what? You're going to need to find a way to make $5 million. And so the trend begins. So Fire Nation, there is nothing wrong with bootstrapping. Michael Epps Utley has done it. Your host here, John Lee Dumas, has done nothing but bootstrap from day one. It's doable. You can build great businesses by doing it. And it's a great start to this interview, Michael. And what I want to do now is really take the spotlight and turn to your journey, Michael. Let's go back in time to a moment when you failed. And again, being a listener, you know this, and I love this, that I love stories and Fire Nation loves stories. We as human beings, Michael, we resonate with stories. That's why history breaking down into two words is his story. So, Tell us, Michael, a story of a time that you failed, of a time that you faced a massive obstacle, and what lessons did you learn? Yeah, John, I was, I was afraid you were going to ask this question. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this is actually really hard for me to talk about. I, I uh, haven't talked about this a lot, but I grew up around small business. Uh, I grew up around a family of small business owners, and um, frankly, I was, I was the youngest in my family, and I was always told to keep a job. And so I did that for many years and I had a good career. And every time my career sort of, uh, every, every time I got close to thinking, hey, it's time to go out, it's time to start the, the, the independent uh, project and, and be my own uh, company owner, um, something would happen and I would have maybe a good opportunity and it kept me employed and it kept me working with other people. And then I decided to go out on my own. And the first time I did, it was a failure. Uh, it was going along fine for about six months, and then the banking crisis hit, and six months of work shut down in one day. Ouch. And it was it was just horrifying. It was I remembered it was winter uh, in 2008, and, and things had hit a slowdown. And the, I'm not kidding. The HVAC unit in our house stopped working. The house got colder and colder. I'm a father of four. My wife and I are there, and, and you know I'm working out of the home, and I had to borrow a space heater from this sweet man in our neighborhood who was just uh, such a kind guy. But um, that was absolutely the low point, sitting there at that desk and knowing there was nothing I could do. I was doing a lot of work in the construction industry. And the lending to the construction industry, which is what ran things, just shut down all at once. It just turned off. And it was so hard. So I, I remember sitting with my friend uh, from my Emma, Jim Hitch, 
over at Frothy Monkey. It was May 15, 2009. And talking with him, I came to the conclusion, yeah, Jim, I've got to go get a job. And so I did. I, we, we moved our family to Maryland, and it was a great run. But while we were up there, I knew I was going to come back. But, man, what did I learn from that? I learned that uh, pain is the greatest teacher. There, there's nothing better than a good failure to show you the depth of how far you have to go and how, how much you have to be willing to take responsibility for to create success. Uh, it really changed uh, my entire way of thinking about everything. Um, I realized how, how deep you have to dig and uh, that you, you really do have to uh, put yourself out there in some ways that I think before I was just too hesitant and didn't have the, the courage or the uh, will to do and since then have developed it. And it really was uh, one of those stories of pain being the best teacher and really the only, the only teacher that I think could have taught me these lessons. Pain is the greatest teacher. I love that. And Fire Nation, what I really want you to resonate here with is that, I mean, listen to Michael's story here. He was down. He was out. He had a family. There was no heat coming in his house. He had to borrow a space heater. And guess what? Life didn't end. He didn't get swallowed up by the earth and disappear. No, he gathered himself. He made a decision. He decided he was going to go back, get a job, recoup, and then come back at it when he was refortified in life. And that's just what happened, which is one thing, Michael, that we hear time and time again, that it stops so many people from launching. So many entrepreneurs never end up getting their feet off the ground because they're terrified and they picture these worst case scenarios that they're just going to be destitute and starving, you know, and they're going to, you know, just so disappoint their family that there's no recovery possible. But over and over again, it's been proven, Michael, that you can be down, but you are never ever out as long as you are willing to work hard and to keep striving. And let's not kind of overwash here how awesome that name of that bar was that you were at, the Frothy Monkey. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. One of one of the uh, one of the big uh, independent coffee houses here. Yeah. Okay. A coffee house. Very cool. <laughs> For some reason, I was just picturing like a mug of like cold beer, like frothing over. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that would have been a good idea at the time, but it was a coffee shop that day. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be one that springs up in San Diego after this interview. I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Michael, you just shared a great obstacle and challenge that you face. But let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. Let's talk about an aha moment. Let's talk about a light bulb that you've had at some point. You've obviously had more than one, but break it down for Fire Nation into one moment in time when you had that one idea, and then walk us through the steps you took to to turn that idea into success. Yeah, one, one thing that was a big aha moment that was a combination of two conversations with guys that I uh, look to for a lot of wisdom. Uh, one was the idea of starting to delegate more of the work instead of doing it myself. And it seems so obvious now that I say it. But the thing that I didn't know uh, was when someone told me, you'll let yourself down, but you won't let an employee down. And uh, that really locked in for me. I, I have been very fortunate to – I've been good at hiring. We've hired for aptitude and attitude and not for skills and experience. And uh, frankly, I, I just couldn't have a better team. We're, we're small, but we, the relationships are good and the people are just awesome. I love these guys. And uh, I, I don't think that I could imagine letting them down. And uh, the times, even, even, when, uh, even when I was down and out before, um, there was definitely a, sort of a resignation uh, of letting myself down that I was okay with, that I'm not okay with with them. And so 
Um, it push, it doesn't push me to work more uh, necessarily. It's not about working 50, 60 hours a week. It's about doing things that are really hard, like prioritizing and saying, hey, we've got five things today that would be good to do, three of them I want to do, three of them I should do, and picking the should list because I don't want to let those people down. And so that, that was a big turning point for us uh, and really uh, set the company on a new course uh, was the first hire. And so um, I don't know. It's, it's really scary when you start to play that role of, of hiring other people. And the things that I thought would be the case years ago, I thought it would be a big ego uh, boost to say that someone works for me. Um, now it's anything but that. It's just humility and gratitude. Those are really the only words that I can associate with the opportunity I have to work with these people. But uh, that was a big turning point. It was a real shift in perspective, and it was very different uh, to experience it. Even though I had managed big teams for other companies, very different to experience it on my own. So, Michael, let's analyze this for a second because this is something that comes up in a lot of Entrepreneur on Fire interviews, and it's really a question that crops up a lot via emails and social media to Entrepreneur on Fire and to my team is about building a team, the right ways to go about hiring virtual assistants, hiring you know, physical assistants, like people that are actually going to be working with you in the same town, in the same office, in the same building, whatever that might be. But building a team is incredibly difficult. And one thing that keeps coming back, hire slow, fire fast. That was very a very consistent theme that we've been hearing with Entrepreneur on Fire from our past guests. And, you know, it sounds kind of harsh and it is kind of harsh, but it really kind of gets through that, you know, don't, don't just get out there and hire people just to hire them, like you said, as an ego thing, but really look at them as independent people that are now going to be coming in and representing your brand, your baby. And so when you look at it that way, you would never hire these people fast without really due diligence. So you owe it to yourself and your in your own business, but you also owe it to these individuals to really put them through a due diligence process so you do hire them slow. And then if it's obvious it's not working out, you just need to have that conversation and you just need to fire fast because so often people just let those employees drag on and on and on and take the company down from within. So Michael, give us a couple team building tips, tools, and tactics that you've employed that have been really beneficial. I've really been a big fan of uh, uh, mastering the Rockefeller habits, Vern Harnish, and, and sort of the uh, the cadence of regular contact. Also, we, we definitely do the open office thing. We we Our, our office space has no... Uh, well, we have one wall dividing two rooms, but uh, the individual offices, all that, that's, that's really um, a vestige of the past. Having open communication and open teams is really good. Um, and some, some of those basics, things that I think are you know, trends that are popular now, I think are really going to change the makeup of small business going forward. But the things that we've done that I think that have been innovative um, have really been around uh, not just being – uh, slow to hire and quick to, to fire. We have been that way. And, and in this company, we haven't had to fire anyone, but, uh, but we definitely would be quick to do it. But we've uh, taken a chapter from Dave Ramsey's book on entree leadership, and we think a lot about um, compensation plans that motivate. So a lot of what I've been doing with this team is casting a vision for the future and, frankly, being a lot more transparent than I think a lot of business owners would be. And I talk to my business coaches about it. I'm careful about it. I'm respectful of everyone's private information. But in terms of letting them know where I'm going, I'm letting them know that we're going to go somewhere where we're all going to win together. 
Uh, and I want people who think that way, not necessarily people who need to be entrepreneurs on their own, but people who are excited and really like the adventure of the ups and downs. We, we can't believe the leaps and bounds that we've been growing by, but even when it's good news, it's an emotional roller coaster. And there are a lot of people who say the leader should never let anyone see that. And that's just not been, just hasn't been my experience. Uh, these folks have been very tolerant and very patient with the ups and downs and very trusting. Uh, but we're also excited about where we're headed together. And uh, I'm the sole owner of the company. But um, in terms of small business leaders being as open about the future, I, I really don't I, I can't think that anyone's been as open as I have. Uh, no one I know, nobody that I talk to in the uh, business circles that I'm in. But uh, I think that's been really different and has been exciting, but it's definitely weird. I think it would raise some eyebrows if people saw how we do things. So, Michael, you've been dropping some value bombs left and right. And you know that's great for Fire Nation, but at the same time, it's a lot. So boil it down for us. Just what's that one takeaway from this entire experience of building a team and hiring a team and building a company? What's one takeaway that Fire Nation can walk away with today? Yeah, one takeaway is if you're going to do something big, everybody needs to be ready for it to be a little bit crazy. Uh, and the, <laughs> the thing that they have to be ready for is not just um, unexpected information come from the outside in, uh, sort of, uh, you know, like the ups and downs of the market or what's happening with this, this project or that project, they have to be ready to be surprised by what they're capable of. People, people are capable of so much more when you give them the opportunity and you walk them through it and you create a safe place where they really can't fail. Uh, you maybe give them a smaller version, maybe uh, something we do a lot is give people an internal project to work on. Uh, and then uh, roll uh, that experience into doing uh, the same or similar kind of work for clients so that we're not risking our clients' uh, satisfaction. But uh, we really expect a lot from people. And so far what I've seen is that people are very surprised when that much opportunity to uh, (laughs) succeed or fail is put on their shoulders. That's been probably the number one most exciting part of growing people. Hey, the entrepreneurial journey is just a crazy place, Michael. And let's be honest, if we can just let people know that things are going to get a little cray-cray every now and then, it's all good. And Michael, let's talk about a moment in your entrepreneurial journey, your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Take us there and share with us what that moment was like. Yeah, I grew up around small business, running around my dad's office and, you know, making uh, necklaces out of paper clips and everything that uh, five to, to 10 year old kids do in an office building. My proudest moment was probably a year ago when we opened an office. Um, we've uh, been here for one year on Main Street in Nashville, and it's just been amazing. It's really changed the way that we present ourselves, the way we, we function. Um, it was a big decision at the time financially, but uh, I felt very comfortable with it. I knew it was one of those that was going to be a little bit scary, but, but it was going to pay off. And opening an office and having a physical location, to me, that was such a shift. Um, even even a, above and beyond uh, having a salary every month from my own company, uh, having an office and having a place in the U.S. really changed things. Uh, having somewhere that our vendors and our, our contract partners could come and not have to uh, adjust around you know what was going on in the coffee shops, uh, but a place that they could come for meetings where we have great conference rooms. Uh, it was uh, it was a real change. That's John. That's probably one of my proudest moments. Rightfully so, Michael. I mean, you can look around when you walk into work in the day and say, you know what? My hard work, my vision has created all of this. And that can be the inspiration to continue just to work hard. 
Yeah. And Michael, what I want to do now is bring things to present times. I mean, let's be honest. You're crushing it in Nashville. You have this office. You are, you know, a great team surround you. What's just one thing that has you really fired up right now? We've got a few things. We, we have uh, uh, just so much going on. We, we're in an, a neighborhood called East Nashville, and it's, it's sort of an area that's really hot right now, and it's blown up. But when my wife and I bought our house here in 2005, it was an urban area that was really uh, at the very beginning of some renewal. Uh, something I'm excited about right now is that we're beginning to see so much change and entrepreneurship on this side of town. And a lot of our vendors and the people that we work with, um, they're right here in our neighborhood. So it's just a very exci- exciting time for entrepreneurship. The thing that that's turning into is it's really, we, we found that we've tapped into this um, freelancer culture in such a unique way that we're going to be able to replicate the model that we've created with Epps Interactive into other businesses. Oh, wow. And so we have just this year um, created our first partnership for a new company. And uh, it's, in, it's in sort of a one-year preview phase right now because I want to be very careful and not risk the, uh, the good things that we have going. Uh, but we're, we're in this initial stage, and it's very exciting to take what used to be considered a real negative. Outsourcing was really kind of a dirty word. It meant you were maybe just sending all of your customer service calls to India, and no one could tell what anyone was doing. Well, I'll tell you, we've got, um, we've got great partners in India, but we've also got a lot of great partners in Tennessee. And uh, so this, uh, this culture of uh, outsourcing, I, I don't know if this is a word, if anyone's coined this yet, but when we send work out, we send it to people who are way more qualified to do the individual tasks than, than I could ever gather up enough people to sit closer to one another and do. And so we call it upsourcing. Uh, and this upsourcing model is something that we're now replicating into other industries. And so that's very exciting. I don't want to put too much out there right now because we're, <laughs> still, getting, we're still getting our, uh, our big reveal ready. But, uh, uh, but that is something that's ongoing right now. And, and we've actually got the first one in process and the second one uh, possibly upcoming. And uh, it's just a very exciting time to, to do new things. Upsourcing. Well, Michael, I can tell you from my perspective, I have never heard that word and I hear a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Someday maybe I'll be in the uh, list of uh, good cliches that have uh, overstayed their welcome. So that'll be my contribution. <laughs> so, Michael, we're about to hit the lightning round, but before we do, let's thank our sponsors. So, you want to start looking a little more professional with your business? Eh? I know it's tough. You have a lot to handle and you don't have a ton of resources. But with things like incoming calls, you or one of your business partners being on the line can mean the difference between landing a new client or not. No, no, no. See, that's the best part. You don't even have to hire a secretary to achieve this. What I'm talking about is getting a service like eVoice, which allows you to set up your professional greeting with call routing tools and also gives you the option to set up your own dial-by-name directory. This way, you can spend more time focusing on the task at hand and less time fumbling around with notes and call transfers. eVoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off for ever on top of their 30-day free trial. So go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes evoice under eight bucks a month. evoice.com, promo code FIRE. When I first started Entrepreneur on Fire, I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting or how to run an online business. As you can imagine, that included not knowing about topics like social media marketing or about programs like the Adobe Creative Suite and WordPress. 
but I knew that in order to reach my goals and successfully launch my business, I was going to have to find a way to learn this stuff. Luckily, I came across lynda.com, where I found thousands of video courses on the very topics and programs I just mentioned. For me, this was a game changer because it allowed me to focus and start learning immediately. I would spend entire days watching their courses taught by industry experts, which helped me master what I now consider the most important programs I use, Adobe Audition and WordPress. You can see what I mean for yourself by visiting lynda.com slash EOF for access to their entire video course library for free for seven days. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash E-O-F. So, Michael, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear, John. It was fear. Fear of letting everyone down. That's it, plain and simple. What is the best advice you've ever received? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Wow, that's such a powerful way to think about things because if you can't fail, which is really everybody's major fear when they're about to start something, is that potential failure, and that's the key word, potential, what will they do? I mean, that almost stopped me from launching Entrepreneur on Fire, Michael. I didn't want to fail. It dominates our thinking. None of us realize how afraid we really are. Wow, love that. Fire Nation, absorb. Share one of your personal habits, Michael, that you believe contributes to your success. Yeah, this is really unsexy. Um, we, we use spreadsheets for everything. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we uh, every day look at all of the actions that are due on one master spreadsheet. It's, it's not hot at all. Uh, we, uh, we have a process to make sure that things don't fall through the cracks and that we're paying attention. So that's, that's my daily habit that changes everything. It's, it's not pretty. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And Michael, right. do you have an internet resource besides Excel spreadsheets that you're just in love with you can share with our <laughs> listeners? I do. We, we've got so many. I, it's hard. And uh, I, I apologize if others have shared this one a lot before, but Optimizely, uh, it's a really great tool for doing A-B split tests. And we've used that for a few years. And it's, it's really good. We, we really treat every client's um, every single dollar from every client like it's our own. And so when we do that, we want to know that, that we're spending money in the best possible way that we can. Uh, we really treat every campaign like it's its own small business. And uh, Optimizely has been a good tool for us for A-B split tests on uh, uh, landing pages and, and uh, websites to uh, deliver the best conversion performance. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Michael Epps Utley. Michael, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? You might find this in the business slash philosophy section uh, of Amazon, but it's, uh, it's a book called, I'm holding it now, it's called Anti-Fragile. The subtitle is Things That Gain From Disorder. And this is by a guy uh, who's uh, a Lebanese Christian. He's had a very interesting upbringing, and, and he's, he's been on Wall Street, and, and uh, now he's a professor. His name is Nassim Taleb. And uh, the book Anti-Fragile is about how, as people, we, uh, we tend to fight the last war, but nature fights the next war. And it's about how, how to uh, absorb 
uh, information and, and really benefit and turn pain into information. Uh, that's one of the quotes in the chapter I just read a couple of days ago. But that's been that's been a huge book, and I've been reading a little bit of it uh, every few days because I just don't want it to be over too quick. I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. It's so interesting you brought that book up, Michael, because in the 607 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire that we've now recorded, that book has never once been brought up until two days ago, literally two days ago from today when everybody's listening to this, so two episodes ago from your episode, Michael, we had a guy, Tony, on Entrepreneur on Fire, and he was talking and talking and talking, and and it just reminded me of this book. So again, no guest has ever brought this book up, but I, out of nowhere really, ended up Googling and pulling up Anti-Fragile and I talked about it for the first time ever. How random is that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's a great book, Fire Nation, and there's a great audio version of this book. That's actually how I consumed it, Michael, was via the audio version. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one or this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Michael, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, I know exactly what I would do. I would uh, take my laptop and I would go down to uh, uh, start meeting with healthcare companies in the healthcare sector of Nashville here and taking, I would spend that $500 on coffee at the coffee shop <laughs> and I would talk to every healthcare company. The frosty company monkey, I could. the frothy yeah, monkey. That's, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, I would, I would talk to them about, uh, online marketing and, and, uh, beginning to take responsibility for their, uh, patients experience of their brand and, uh, their business to business communications within the healthcare industry. We, that's an area where we're getting a lot of our fastest growth. And, and if I started today, I would, I would go out and start right back at that same spot. Oh, so cool. Michael, you've been such a storyteller. I mean, you get the entrepreneur on fire flow. You get the journey because you've listened and I love that. So thank you. And let's end by you giving fire nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. Oh man, that's John. Thank you so much for a great um, chance to get to meet you. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think my, uh, my parting shot would be, um, if you believe that you're going to do it, that's a, that's a big portion of what you need <laughs> to be able to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, do, do a vision quest, pray about it, you know, think about it, whatever you need to do. But once you decide, just decide fully. And, uh, that decision is actually a new resource that, that, uh, comes to your aid as you're pursuing your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, if you believe that it's going to happen, that's one of the biggest things people are looking to to decide on whether or not to work with you, uh, whether or not to work for you, uh, whether or not to have anything to do with you. So believe in, believe in it, have a vision, and go for it. Well, Michael, share the best way that we can find you. Uh, probably just uh, go into our website. We're, we're abundantly available, goeps.com, G-O-E-P-P-S.com. Well, Michael, Fire Nation is well, well aware they can find the links to everything of value that we've been talking about in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Michael into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And Michael, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. 
Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. I remember recording my favorite movies and TV shows as a kid. The VCR tape and all. These days, we're pretty lucky to have DVR. I wonder what could be even better. Oh wait, it's Slingbox. Slingbox delivers your TV channels and recorded shows right to your mobile device, no matter where you are. And Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 